I've, I've been reading and studying all day and part of yesterday for tonight, and like I said, I don't really know where this is going to go. Strange territory for me because I'm usually always very, very, very prepared of what we're going to do. So uh, this may just be a very free-flowing night, but I do want to start off in two passages, and I'm not really sure how they're going to tie together until I start speaking, I don't think, but, um, but we're going to pray, and we're going to get into this teaching tonight. So Lord, I just thank you that we can come together here tonight as hungry people after more of you, um, hungry people, people willing to um, go through um, just breaking everything that we know is normal and willing to embrace what you want in this next season, Lord. Um, we, are, we are asking you, Holy Spirit, reveal what you want to reveal tonight, say what you want to say, do what you want to do, just take over. Can we just come into agreement and say that together? Lord, take over. Lord, take over and do what you want to do tonight. Lord, we love you and we praise you. Speak through me right now. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> I want to start out in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And I'm going to also go to John chapter 10. <clears throat> We've been talking about this idea of new wineskin. And I'm going to read the scripture again. We've been reading it every week, but Luke chapter 5, verses 37 through 38, it says, No one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the new wine would burst the wineskin, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine must be stored in new wineskins. And what we've been talking about is we are entering into a season, entering into a day, um, God has really been shifting things at Relentless. Have you, have you been able to tell that? Um, God's really been shifting things that relentless and if we're going to be able to contain the new thing that he wants to pour out it will be based off of our willingness to stretch out of the old and embrace something new and stretching sometimes is painful sometimes you know you, you, you leave stretch marks and uh, it can be uh, 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 it can be very very tough to walk into a new thing getting out of the old thing and sometimes it can leave scars. Um, sometimes it can be embraced very well. And um, I think we need to be prepared for anything and everything. Uh, the thing that needs to bind us together is, number one, God, Holy Spirit. And number two, making sure that every change we make is done by one thing, through love. And this is why I want to go into First Thessalonians chapter 5 and John chapter 10, um, because we are walking into something new. I want to read a text message. I wasn't planning on doing this, but um, I was texting someone this week, um, George, for those of you that may know or may, may not know George. George has been here for uh, almost uh, the entire six years of Relentless. I would say more like five. Um, he comes to men's group on Thursdays, and he's here every weekend. He's just started sharing the tithing time on Saturday nights. Um, y'all know, y'all. Everyone knows George. Most people know George. <clears throat> um, I don't know why, but yesterday I was on the way to Island's home group, which, by the way, we had about 13 people there last night. Isn't that so, so cool? Um, and um, I was texting and saying, hey, man, you know, have, have you been enjoying group? How do you think things are going in the church? And um, I, really, I don't really put those texts out to George uh, very often. But um, <clears throat> this is what he said. Uh, the men's group has really created a forum allowing us to freely express our thoughts and experiences. I think it's an important as serving as a reminder of the mandate God has given men and how crucial it is to live out that mandate to bring God's loving order into a place of chaos. 
I really have enjoyed it and, been, and learned from the few times we've been meeting. This is the part I really think is cool. <clears throat> Church is a very different place now. The core is still there, but it's expressed differently. Much more boldly, and the atmosphere is coming alive. How many of you agree with that? Your delivery of your sermons are bold and invigorate the congregation. I don't know if he's right about that, but I really think where I really like where we're headed, decrease for increase was the turning point, in my opinion, of this ministry. I thought that was kind of cool and encouraging, um, that the more we get out of who we are, the more we embrace who he is, we're starting to shift toward this new thing. And, and shifting toward this new thing, God was um, showing me a, a these passages today as I was getting ready. And um, I actually think I'm going to start out in John chapter 10. I'm going to read verses 12 and 13. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he is not their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. Any of you known people like that? They're all about, let's go for God, but then when the attack comes, they look out for themselves rather than the people. Uh, some, I know um, where, where Pee Wee and Chelsea and I um, uh, were in ministry together, we heard a, uh, um, a common term referred to in this passage, and it's called a hireling. You ever heard of the idea of a hireling? What a hireling is, a hireling is simply someone who is there to do a job that benefits them, and when it doesn't benefit them, they jump ship. And we've seen that a lot in the church, especially, uh, it's everywhere, but I know for me in the South, I've seen a lot of hirelings. They're all about God is great when their paycheck is being signed and the people are growing as far as the number of people in the seats. But when it gets tough, all of a sudden it's God's moved me. Or God is showing me it's time for me to go to another walk of life. And, you know, there's, it happens, it just so happens to be another ministry and they're paying me more, but it has nothing to do with the pay. It's, it's, it's just, have y'all ever experienced that before or seen that? Um, it, it, hirelings. But it's not just people who are being paid. There's also people, um, again, a hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep. Um, Sometimes people are serving in ministry, and when spiritual warfare gets very, very um, rampant, they run instead of learning how to lock arms. And uh, I think it's something that we need to point out because where we're going, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get hard. The warfare is going to get stronger. The, the, uh, the, I think the, the attacks are going to become more rampant. And we have to remember in that, when that happens, that's not the time to run because, oh, no, God's trying to stop what's going on. It's the enemy is shaken because we're moving in a good direction, and he's trying to instill fear. And I think one thing we need to remember is God is not the one who is the author of fear. Fear is not something of God. And if fear is starting to come into your heart or your mind, your thinking, your soul, whatever you want to call it, then we need to really assess where is this fear coming from. Because I believe that where we're going as a church, we're going to be 
walking into the face of a lot of religion. Um, we're going to be looked at as weird and stupid. Um, people are going to think less of you because you're part of this house. Um, people are going to think you're theologically absurd because you're part of this house. And we have to be ready for that. Um, I don't believe that God has um, called this house to be um, relentless just because it was a cool name. Um, to be relentless is a people who are saying we're going after God no matter what the cost is. And we're not giving up and we're running strong, making sure we're not getting ahead of God. We're just walking with God. Um, and people who are in this idea of a hireling mode, they really don't have necessarily an anointing driving them. It's how does this benefit me is what drives them. And we've got to get out of the thinking of I'm here so this benefits me. The way the flow of this new wineskin is working in the unity of the church is we are here to say, God, how would you use me to minister and serve to this local body or wherever you're called to be? And in turn, because you are serving God with your giftings and your abilities, he says, I will create a safe place for you in this body and the things that you strive for, I will meet, right? But we don't, we don't get that if we don't get out of the mindset of let me serve so that I can gain. It's let me serve knowing that God will take care of whatever things that I may lack or things that I may need. And that's one thing I've really had to learn in really this past couple of years is God's like, if you would stop worrying about your needs and be invested of the needs of the people, I'll take care of you because you're acting out of humility. And you're not acting out of how does this church benefit you? How do you benefit the church? And if we all need to embrace that idea, how do I benefit the church? The church meaning the, the people of God coming together, seeking him and seeking his presence. Is this, okay? Is this we, that's where we've got to be. Totally consumed with God, what, what do you want to do through me? And if we would get consumed with God, what do you want to do in me and through me for the benefit of the church, which benefits the community? Because when we're a unified house, a unified body, we can tackle strongholds in the area that no other church is equipped to tackle. And when I say tackle, I'm talking about a shout of praise where we ain't got to put nothing to it. Shout, you know, like just like we've been talking about Gideon and Judges, you know, blow, blowing clarinets and having a fire in pots, right? The, the, the kind of church where our declarations and our boldness and who he is will break down the strongholds of the area, right? That's where we want to get to. And if we're going to be that church, if we're going to walk into those things, if we're going to come against uh, the spiritual strongholds and, and warfare in this area, which Savannah's got a lot of them, um, you don't really see a lot of people coming through Savannah uh, anymore. We're starting to. But I remember when I first met Kathy, I was talking to Kathy and Jimmy um, about how a lot of the people that, that um, are tied to a lot of apostolic networks, they don't like to come to Savannah. And the reason they don't like to come to Savannah is they said, <coughs> is they say that the people aren't ready. There's too much of a, 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 a barrier, division. You want to Yeah, they said they basically said um, that they don't. Savannah's not ready for them. 
um, that the um, level of demonic activity that they faced, um, I mean, basically kept, and all, they, they felt it, and, and it was demonstrated through the division. And if one church hosted, other churches and participants from other churches wouldn't come. So that kind of divisiveness and pitting of one ministry against one another, and they felt that. It wasn't like people were talking about it. They just felt it in the spirit that Savannah, just this whole region wasn't ready until this past year. Yeah. And I've seen that. I don't know if any of you can testify to that, but for some reason it's hard to get people to unify in Savannah. We like to unify around the wrong things, right? <clears throat> we, get, we get people protesting in Forsyth without an issue, but you try to get churches together to worship, and you might get 10 people to show up in an event, and we call it Unified Churches. <clears throat> because we all have our own agendas. And that's the thing that we're going to have to come against. <clears throat> so, in this idea of this, I'm not in this for me, even though the security I'm in is that God will bless me, God will do what he wants to do in my life, he'll meet my every need when I get consumed with how can I serve the local body, more importantly, not just how can I serve the body, but how can I serve the body through what God wants to do, because a lot of times we can serve the church in what we want to do, but we're not doing it in what God wants to do, and let me, let me speak into that for a second. You may think, well, I want to serve the church because I want to be a greeter, right? I want to greet people at the door. Yet, for some reason, there's this tug on you of God is saying crazy stuff to you like you've got a word for the people, but because you don't believe that God could do great things through you, you're limiting your call to a door when you could be a, a, a different call of opening a spiritual door for someone, right? Because we, we look at qualifications of the world. Well, you got to go through theology, and you got to have a seminary degree, and you got to go through this, and you got to go through that. And, you know, you know, I've never passed through a church, so I can't get up on stage and talk, or I'm, I'm scared of crowds, so I, I can't get on. Well, if you're scared of crowds and God does not give you a spirit of fear, what do you think is coming against you? Right? It's, it's kind of like a no-brainer to me right now. Well, I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't want that. As there's fear. Well, the enemy is trying to keep you from something more than likely, unless it's heights. That's just knowledge, right? <laughs> but as we're walking into this new thing, walking into this new wineskin, walking into this new way of serving God together, a unified church, going after new things. We've got to make sure that we set a culture in this house to be ready for disagreement. Because we're going to have disagreements. We're going to have times when people have got multiple prophetic words and they ain't lining up. Um, people are going to have different visions and Someone thinks, well, my vision's for right now, and my vision's for right now, and, and if someone else says, neither of your visions are right, visions are right now, and, but in the local body, it's become, well, if they, don't, if they don't think I'm hearing from God, then maybe I need to just go find a new church, right? That's, that's the dynamics of what the church, in, and especially in the South, has become, but really the church in general. So God led me to 1 Thessalonians, and I, like literally, I was studying all day for this, and then... As I was getting up from the coffee shop, he gave me this. So I want to read this to you. Um, 
and then we can maybe open up some conversation and get into some prayer. <clears throat> but in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, I want to read starting in verse 12, and we'll see what happens. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Live peacefully with each other. Live peacefully with each other, right? The question is, how do you create a culture of living peacefully with each other in the presence of disagreement and in the presence of um, uh, things the enemy's trying to do, right? God says, I want you to unify, and the enemy is all about not even trying to scare you, but trying to just break unity. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. And <laughs> I love that. We urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, and be patient with everyone. So some of the first things in establishing a culture of going into a new wineskin, walking into new things, uh, getting out of the idea of how does this benefit me, is that we don't need to let people just sit and do nothing because you are never called to sit and do nothing. But we don't need to urge them to get into what you think they should do. Your obsession should be how can I walk with them and seeing them come alive and what they are anointed to do. And if we're going to do that, then that means it, it won't always come through a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or a word of prophecy. Sometimes it comes through months and months of lunches. And you're getting to know someone. You're getting to know what they're passionate for. You're getting to know what has burned them in the past. You're getting to know what they are, why, aren't, why are they in a state of lazy? And I think we're doing really well at Relentless right now with that. I love the fact that, like, Saturday night, so many people went out to dinner that people had to go to different restaurants because it would have taken four hours to get served. That's pretty cool. You don't find that in a lot of houses. Maybe that's probably why we should start having potlucks, but we're never going to call it that. <laughs> what happened? Encourage those who are timid. Take care of those who are weak. Not look over the weak because they're not good at what they do, but invest into where their weak places are so that they can get strong, right? Be patient with everyone. Everyone, not even the bruh, the everyone. Everybody. Be patient with everybody. And that is one of the hardest things to do in church. Because what we get caught up in, especially like the weekend worship experience, like on Saturdays and Sundays, we get so caught up in wanting to produce something that we forget the reason we're coming together is that the, the fruit of the Spirit is produced in us and through us. And when we're coming together to glorify Him, He will deposit something greater and show us more. But we forget about that, so we're not patient. We want the results. We, you know, we, we, we want the perfect set list, and we want uh, the perfect environment. I've been guilty of this for years, right? I've been guilty. I, I've always been the guy 
when we started Relentless, where I wanted everything perfect. And if it wasn't perfect by 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, I was pissed the entire service. I told them to get those tables up by 9.30. They didn't get them up till 9.40, right? <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> right? Like we, 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 get, we get in this idea of performance mode, and instead of being attentive to why they struggle with being on time, we blast them for not being on time. Devin? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not, but be blessed. So, you know, we, we, we <laughs> you know, like, you know, you make fun of me for being OCD, but you don't take the time to find out why I'm like that, right? It's no one ever. Who cares? <laughs> my, 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 point, my point is we, we get so obsessed with results that we forget about the investing in relationship, getting to know why people think like they do and who they are. Because if we would invest in the whys and starting to know the passion of people's heart, you may find something in them that we need to invest into. fact of the matter is, the, the reason why I'm probably so picky about everything is because God has set me to set the vision and course of this house, and I see years ahead of what you cannot fathom. And in my mind, you know, in my flesh, I'm trying to get it all right so we can get there. And sometimes God, you know, lets things fall apart so that I can see the weakness in the current so that I can invest into that so that we're ready for the future. But, but I haven't gotten that the entire six years of our existence. I'm starting to now, though. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful. Always. Always. Never stop praying. Never stop praying. Richard would love that. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong in Christ Jesus. Be thankful for all circumstances, even the ones that you hate, even the ones that make you want to cuss when you hang up the phone, even the ones like when you come to church and you have plans, but I preach that one hour and 45-minute message, and you get in your car, you're like, God, he talks too, too much. He needs to honor people's times, and I'm like, I don't really care about your time. I care about what God wants to say, Right? I love you, but that's just that's what I'm obsessed with, right? But let me read that again. Be thankful in all circumstances because every circumstance is an ability for us to see into each other's lives and how we can grow together in Christ and come alive in the anointings that God has placed in us. I'm getting to a specific part. Verse 19. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. I was reading some books and something just really spoke to me today. I've been in like two or three books today just looking at some stuff. And they were talking about how the church met in Acts versus how the church meets today. 
and pretty much, and we can say that we're not guilty of this, but we are, and I'm going to put this out here so that we can try to move out of this if we're going to walk into being an apostolic center. They were talking about how the Church of Acts, sometimes they met with just the believers. Sometimes they met with crowds of unbelievers. Sometimes they met just for fellowship. Sometimes they met just to have communion. Sometimes they met to pray. It was all these things, right? And most of the times were smaller groups and a handful of times were the larger ones. And it was a very uh, clear picture of what they were doing. And then the, the Western church, you know, you go to a foreign country and they're all, you know, hundreds of people in a basement sweating and seeking God. And in America, it's all about, well, what does that church have to offer me, right? But the thing that got me about us, where we're at right now, and we're still guilty of this to a degree, and I'm not scared to say that because I'm going to put it out there so that we can identify it, is that church has become about the center point being about the weekend service and everything else around it. And maybe we need to start questioning that. Maybe we need to start asking the tough questions of, are we centering our focus around a good worship service or are we putting the focus on how do we do life together as a church? Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. And for those of you that, are, that might be new here tonight, I just, this is, this is the, the hard talks, right? So I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. We come here on Saturday. We pray at 5.15. People are in position at 5.30. There's a countdown at 5.57. Then we start a call to worship at 6 o'clock, right? And then we do spirit-led worship that's no longer than 45 to 50 minutes. And the spirit leads so much that we plan it guy, girl, guy, girl songs. Or sometimes girl, girl, girl songs. <laughs> and then the Holy Spirit leads so much that we have a time designated for tithe and offering. And the Holy Spirit leads so much that then we have a Holy Spirit-led time of meet and greet. And we follow him so much that then we have a video. And then we follow him so much that after the video, we have more announcements about the video that we just got, but Pastor Kyle likes to talk. And then we have more Holy Spirit time where there's a Holy Spirit-led sermon that was planned that week that is Holy Spirit-led to be the same amount of time as the previous weeks. Are y'all, do y'all understand what I'm saying? Some boldness. And that's one thing that God really just kicked me in the face today. You call that spirit-led? Now, we have moments where there is true spirit leading. We have moments where we interrupt the entire thing. Uh, two months ago, um, I forget when it was or what it was, but uh, it was the most ugly flow I, I, didn't, I stopped the tithing offering. I didn't have the video. I didn't have the meet and greet. I went right into the sermon. It was a Sunday, I think. And it was so God-awful. But, it, but, it was at, but at the same time, it was so good. 
you know, like Saturday, we, um, I asked Justin if he had a word, and he called all the teenagers up. And, I, and, and you know, I'm, sit, I'm standing here, and Saturday, there was a lot of people here. I'm sitting here in the front row thinking, we only have like three teenagers. Why did he just do that? <laughs> and 20, 20 kids lined the altar, right? There's moments where, <laughs> there's moments where we catch it. But we've got to be invested into trusting each other and each other's giftings and abilities so much where we don't have to rely on an outline to see what God wants to do. And I've been questioning everything the past couple days. You know, are, 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 is the weekend the time to teach or is it the time to encourage? You know, are there times when there's no sermons? Or when, how are you really spirit-led, Kyle? And I don't know the answer yet. And I, and I, I mean, I do a little bit, but I don't know it all. But we've got to get to a place where we develop a culture of so much trust that we can feed off of each other and go where we need to go. I was listening to a leader Damon Thompson, believe it or not, surprise, surprise. He was talking about bird dogs and how t- two dogs are hunting after birds, and when when they, when they go, they, they they may not ca- they they may not know where they're looking, but all of a sudden one dog catches a scent, and the other dog and and you know I don't know if you ever seen bird dogs, but like they'll you know they'll stop and look toward the direction where they think the birds are, and the other dog may not get the scent. But he puts his nose in the same direction even though he doesn't smell the same thing. And he starts to follow the other dog and then they both walk into finding the birds. And what he was talking about in spirit-led ministry so Justin he's up here doing his Justin dance. Y'all know that that you know y'all know when Justin gets like lost in worship, you know he does that that, that thing that that's ugly, but he he does that thing. But then everyone else, this is what I see from the stage. Everyone else is like at this chair and they're like, but think about the idea of the bird dog. You may not feel what he's feeling. But if he is feeling something that makes him break out in the dance, maybe we need to be a people that trust so much in what he's feeling from Holy Spirit that we go into what he's feeling. And then all of a sudden we all got get caught up in a dance. Or, 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 or maybe something, you can see, sometimes Marty, right? Sometimes Marty will randomly get up here and get on her knees and just start praying, right? She does the, the Marty. I call it the Marty. You know, just, just, right? I'm just kidding. I don't call it the Marty. She just gets on her knees before. And sometimes it's like not the appropriate times. And when I mean by that, you know, usually like a slow song, people are like, oh, it's a slow song. The tempo's slowing down. Holy Spirit. And then they, you know, and they get, but some, but I'll watch Marty do that when it's like fast stuff. 
Like, why the heck are you responding to this up-tempo, 127 beats per minute song? And, you know, why, why are you getting on your knees? Why aren't you dancing? But what if she tapped into something in the spirit, and if we would all agree, two or more agree, that's spirit-led. But do we trust each other enough? Right? And it's not just trusting each other in the worship experience, but relationally. Walking together as a body into new territory. The next thing it says, it says, don't stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies. Hmm. Do not scoff at prophecies. Test everything that is said and hold on to what's good. Stay away from every kind of evil. That means, now listen to me very carefully. There will be times, and I'm not talking about a service. Let's, let's say that, we're, that I'm meeting with prophets in the house, or let's say that we're in a Bible study, and you got one person that brings this prophetic word, and then this other person has something that is totally opposite. Well, the Bible says we all prophesy in part. Most of the time, there's probably some sort of picture trying to be painted, but people getting this idea of, I see the whole prophecy. Well, that's unbiblical, and you can't. So if you ever hear someone, God showed me a complete vision, go ahead and put your guard up. <laughs> it's not possible. Right? That's why there's interpretations. That's why there's uh, uh, different parts shown here and shown there. Uh, you, you hear e even people like Dutch Sheets and, and Clay Nash, they'll, they'll bring all these crazy things out, and they don't get the whole thing, but then they'll talk, but they may have permission to share the whole thing, but it's through trusting someone with their vision, and then they get another piece, and they get another piece, and then all of a sudden you can share this complete picture, but no one ever gets the complete picture. But what happens is you have these seemingly uh, uh, battling words and battling image, and, and we so... Well, I, I'm, I know this, and you know that, and you don't know this, and I know that. But this says, well, don't scoff at even the wrong ones. Test it all. Hold on to what's good. Throw away what's evil. And what I heard today in reading that scripture, we have to create a culture where we're willing to get it right together and willing to get it wrong together. Let people succeed and let people mess up and not make them feel like they're less because they got something wrong. Because we're not going to scoff at, well, you're an immature this and you don't know this and you, don't, you ain't been walking with God long enough. Well, don't scoff at it. Test it. And if you find that it's wrong, love them so much to pour into that uh, equipping of that gift. Right? And that's really where I wanted to get to is that if we're going to be a church that is really starting to be spirit-led, we've got to build a culture of trust where we're not scared to get it wrong. And we're not scared to get it right. Because there's so many times I bet someone's got something they want to share and you never speak it because you're scared you're going to get it wrong. Let me just give you some peace. So what? You think I'm going to tell you you never get the mic again? You think I'm going to 
listen, you gave a prophetic word and it was wrong and you are going to hell and you, you don't ever need to speak it. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll test it. And if it was a wrong word, we'll, we'll, let's, let's be okay with making it known that we got it wrong. But praise God that we see so that we can iron sharpen iron. I don't know if I've seen a church that that's transparent with each other. I would like to be that church. Would y'all? Yeah. And why don't people step out of comfort zone? Because we don't like to do the bird dog thing. Well, I'm not feeling that in that moment. So what? If you trust that they're following the Holy Spirit's leading, join in. Right? You see it in the world. You know, you, you go to a festival and everyone's yelling and you may not know what they're yelling about, but you, yeah! <laughs> but in the church, someone's getting lost in a dance or get their knees on the, uh, on the ground or, um, you know, some people, and I know y'all don't know who I'm talking about, but they'll, they'll do the, you know, <laughs> the dirty bird. <laughs> like, he's... Like, 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 I, 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 everyone knows it's Jonathan. If you didn't, it's Jonathan. <laughs> like, there, he doesn't do that every weekend, but sometimes it's three or four weekends in a row. But and it's not always at the same time. Sometimes is this okay? I mean, it's too late. But <laughs> sometimes I'll see him come up during the fourth spirit-led song in the rotation of the spirit-led one, two, three, four, boy, girl, boy, girl. <laughs> Y'all, I'm. <laughs> Sometimes I'll see him come up at song four, but sometimes he comes up song one, song two, song three. Sometimes, you know, he, he, sometimes he gets in the middle, sometimes he gets to the left, sometimes he does it in his chair. My point is something is leading him to get lost. So why don't we follow? I want to get lost. Why don't we follow into that? Because let's trust each other. You know, there are times Ryan will get up and he doesn't know, and I know it's not all the time, but sometimes Ryan will get up, and he's just like, and I can't tell, is he thinking, what the heck am I doing, or is he getting lost in the spirit? But if someone is so bold to respond, why don't we bird dog, if you will? Yeah, yeah. Um, so just, we were listening to a... Um watching, uh, I don't really know what you'll call it, broadcast from Tornwells last night. And he said something, and then I found a sermon about it today, but he said, distance creates distortion. And so like you said, like, if you're staying away over there, but you see Justin up here dancing, you don't know why he's dancing, because you're seeing it from way over there. But if you were to get a little bit closer, then you could see it clearly, and it might even come to you. You know, it's like, I can't see what the Bible says from here, but if I come up there and read it, then it's not as distorted. This is kind of gross, just so you guys know. <laughs> but I have a coon dog, and she's a hunting dog, and my son has a little beagle, and um, my coon dog is about six years old, and his little beagle is less than a year old, but um, they lived at my house for a while while I was going back and forth to Puerto Rico. And when I'd come home, I'd see my big dog, Cooney, like you're saying, she would, she goes out in the yard and we got a big yard and 
she would get her nose to the ground and she would hunt, you know. And the little beagle, he didn't know how to hunt yet. But um, the coon dogs, she'd be out there bawling, like, you know, just on and on and on. And he, with their nose to the ground. And he knew, and he would, he would put his nose to the ground. And he, he would start, like, jumping around behind her. And he'd get so close sometimes that she'd get excited and poo. And he would be in it, like, nose in it. And, it, and it's kind of like, how much do we trust? Like you're saying, you know, I mean, that was such a picture to me. Like what you're saying, I'm like, I live that. I, I see that with my own dogs, you know. And they, and he doesn't, the little um, beagle, he doesn't bawl like my big dog does. But he's, he has caught on and she has taught him about trailing and and it's so cool now to see him do it on his own without her but at first he never would and with that the the distance and distortion um it's it doesn't have to be a literal getting close right getting close is just coming into agreement with what's going on but really the reason we don't come into agreement is because the first thought is weird what's going on you don't trust your first thought is, they're just doing it to seek attention. That's not trust. That's judgment. And I'm not going to lie, being totally transparent. This, y'all may leave the church after this, but <laughs> when we were in, don't, we, when we were in the smaller area, and the first time they came, and John they came up here, I was like, what the heck is he doing? But because I've grown, I didn't judge him. I just started asking, and Jonathan and I had a conversation. We had a conversation about it, like, "What? what have you always done that? Like, what is that?" And he, and, he, you know, and he explained how he how he connects and how he responds, and it made me like see genuine in him. And you know what I appreciate about that? Not many men would look that dumb, which is more man like than anything, right? And, and huh? No, no, I, you know what I mean, though. <laughs> foolish, <laughs> foolish. You know I don't think you're dumb. And then, peculiar, right? Strange, aliens unto the world. And then, like, after building that relationship, the Holy Spirit told him to, remember, it was like walk around the facility seven times and pray. And, and he, you know what he did? Because I built the relationship, he didn't just do it. He honored me and asked permission. And my response was like, you don't need my permission, just do it, right? But, but, it was trust. And I wonder, does everyone trust enough to, like, if you had something crazy that God said do, do you trust enough to, to look foolish and ask or go for it, right? I mean, for, for me, he doesn't know it, but when he starts doing that stuff, it pulls on the team. When Justin starts to, it pulls on, when Mark, it pulls on the team. Well, we wish the worship team would go deeper. Well, why don't you take us there in your agreement? Right? <laughs> so you'll see who's clapping. No, I'm just kidding. Justin. Woo. You didn't ask me why I danced. <laughs> Amen. Uh, well, you know, uh, the, the biggest thing that I, uh, you know, 
that Paul dealt with in the New Testament was not sexual immorality. It wasn't debauchery. It wasn't, you know, all these crazy things like, like you would think, moral, moral failures. It was division. You know, in, in the First Corinthians church, he said, I can't even talk to y'all like spiritual people because you're, you're carnal, you're carnally minded, and you're, you're so set on divisions. And so just the flow of the night, really, all, all of it is saying is, like, as a church, we have to learn how to be unoffendable. You know, we can't be offended by what we see and, and what we hear and, and just, just so uh, shut ourselves off from it. That's why, you know, like, I have to be in the front so I can't see what y'all doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't focus on, on human, you know, response and, and action and reaction. My, my reaction is to the Lord. You know, it's not based on what anybody else is doing in here. You know, I'm seeing the Lord. You know, most this is weird, but most of the time I start dancing because the Lord, you know, he starts showing me like angels up here dancing. He's like, you got to do that too. You got to jump in the, the flow of the Holy Spirit. You got to get outside of yourself. I don't see no angels dancing. Yeah, get, 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 get the other one. This is the pastor mic. No, I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. Like, well, I don't see no angels dancing. Why is he doing that? Like, that's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see nothing. Do you trust in the legitimacy of what he sees that you can't and joins in on that, right? Keep going. Amen. Woo. Yes. Yes, the Lord. That's the loud. <laughs> Oh, Kyle wasn't playing. You need to use this to preach out of. Amen. That one, you know, that one's failing you, bro. You need to lift this one up. <laughs> lift it up to Jesus. Amen. But, you know, my, my whole desire is only to see what the Father's doing, only to follow after the Holy Spirit, right? But, you know, we have to get in the mind of the Spirit. The, the natural mind is against the Holy Spirit. It's against what? God's doing, you know, 1 Corinthians 2. So how, how do you learn how to get your mind set on the things of the Spirit? You know, you have to set your mind on things above, not on things below. What's below? Everybody in the room. You know, what, what my homeboys and homegirls are doing in here. You know, like the only reason that anybody is ever going to be able to, to step out and, 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 and prophesy is because their mind isn't in here. You know, prophecy isn't focused on what I see. You know, it's, it's about the heart. It's about the heart of God. It's about the unseen. It's about the voice of the Holy Spirit. And you can't, you can't see that through natural observation. You know, you have to learn how to, um, Chris, Chris Valentin said this uh, years ago and I heard it again recently it's like there's three types of intelligence you know your intellect you know there's emotional intelligence you know there's IQ and EQ and then there's spiritual intelligence so you, you can't really discern what God is doing through through natural sight through observation because Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3 you know he's like you got to be born again bro and then he goes on to say you know those who are born again they're going to be like the wind. You don't know where the wind's coming from or where it's going. But we're going to be such a people who, who pick up on the wind of the Holy Spirit. And we just start moving. We just start flowing with him. Like we don't, we don't give two thoughts about it. You know, it's like it's okay to doubt, but the Lord will 
My man Mike knows the Lord will confirm it. You know, you start asking God, like, Lord, like, you got to tell me this is you. And then I said, my man, Mike, right after it, too. <laughs> that wasn't planned. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, thank you, Jesus. But, you know, like the first time that uh, I was getting back out of my comfort zone to learn how to, you know, dance again, because the Lord had been convicting me about it for, you know, such a long time. He's like, you got to dance. You know, the Lord be leading me up front to dance again. And I'm like, <laughs> no. You know, and then finally one day I was like, oh, man, I was just feeling so strong. Like my knees were shaking. And I was like, Lord, you got to send somebody to just come up here to me. Like we, it was at another church, but you, you got to send somebody to, to come to me and, uh, you know, like be like, hey, come dance. Right. But he totally did. And this has never happened before. You know, this dude just came dancing down the hallway. And I was right here. And he's like, you want to dance with me? You want to dance with me? And then he danced like around the back. And I was like, oh, yes, Lord. And I just got up. <laughs> I just came up front and started doing my thing, right? But that's the, that's the, that's the new wineskin. You know, the new wineskin is following the Holy Spirit. Where you used to follow the natural mind. You're following the Holy Spirit now. You're following the thoughts and the leading of God, you know. You, you can't, like, when, when God's trying to do a new thing through you, trying to get you to do a new thing in your life, you can't do it until you have that, that almost like that foundation of, okay, I know this is how God moves. I know this is what he does. I know this is how he, he's, he's done it, you know, because it's established through Scripture. You know, like... There, there's a word in First or Second Peter. It said, um, you know, prophets of old, you know, didn't speak on their own accord. No, no prophecy ever came from the will of man. But prophets of old spoke as the whole, as they were carried by the Holy Spirit. But we have to be a, a prophetic people. You know, we have to be a people who hear His voice and who know His ways. You know, Moses said, I wish that all of God's people were prophets, you know, around Numbers chapter 11. And, and then you, you fast forward a few hundred years and Pentecost and then bam, you know, the, 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 the fulfillment of Joel was coming about. And it's like, you know, all, your sons and daughters are going to prophesy, you know, and it, it's going to be through relationship. And going back to what Kyle was saying earlier you know, about, uh, you know, one person having this vision and another person having that vision. They getting offended because their vision ain't their vision. And it's, and it's different. And, like, you know, it's like, like, you have to realize whatever comes against your unity is false, you know. And, and I know for, for, for me as a person and seeing other people walk out their uh, revelations, you know, from the Holy Spirit, they, they treasure them. So much to the point that they will cut somebody off if they came against it, you know. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I had this vision that was so dear to me, and uh, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, you know, brother, 
you know, they, they just, they'll get offended if you, if you say anything about it, you know, but you, you have to realize if it, if it comes against the unity, you know, that you have with other believers, it's not from the Lord, or maybe your, your response to it isn't from the Lord, you know what I'm saying? So, so like I said at the beginning, we have to learn how to be unoffendable, you know, we have to learn how to truly esteem others as higher than ourselves, you know, because if I get a revelation and if, you know, uh, Sister Rachel over there is like, has something conflicting against it, I'm going to be like, okay, Lord, I'll just, I'll just put that one away. You know, maybe you'll do something with it later. You know, I'm not going to cut myself off from, from unity and relationship with anyone because they had something that was conflicting against whatever I'm doing, you know. It's like you have to learn how to really be people of the spirit and really be people who, who truly honor and love above anything that you have going on because, you know, you will be tested on it, right? Your love will be tested. And how much do you love the truth is what it all boils down to. The truth is the body of Christ is one body, you know. It's not separate. We're all one body. That's the truth. The truth is that Jesus called us to love one another and that because of that love, the world will know that we belong to him, you know, not because, you know, we, we stand our ground, we get on our high places and we, we, we hold on to our, our revelation so much that anybody who isn't up here on our level is down there and we're separate from them, you know, it's like, no, like we, we really honor one another so you have to discover what that looks like for you how can you apply that how can you live that or walk it out even christians and unbelievers christians have this thing with unbelievers sometimes it's like you're below me and and they feel it you know unless you come to them like like as equal human beings you know and, and really learn how to honor them rather than just preach at them you know or rather just talk at them, you know. I see it all the time, you know, with, with people trying to evangelize and, and, and win the losses. Like, they just talk at people. You're not trying to learn anything about them. You're not honoring them. You're just turning them further away from Jesus, you know. It's like you have to redefine evangelism, you know, all that, whatever it is. You, you have to learn how to truly honor people. You have to get past uh, social barriers and small talk you have to learn how to get to the heart of an issue and and that part of that is learning how to hear his voice you know part of it's part of my personality too is like i don't do small talk you know you'll be sitting here talking to me about your day and i'd be like okay well well what happened with you and your mom last night <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> i don't do small talk you know you're just trying to hide stuff if you're small talking me you know and I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Anybody have anything else to say? Yeah, go for it. So I don't give you my back, but, uh, well, I love this house. I love this place, this community. Um, God has brought me here to learn a lot about what he's doing, uh, what was the movement that he's bringing to this area and, you know, like to, to shape me into the, um, or give me, you know, ideas and vision for what he wants to do in my life. And, you know, I really appreciate this time and these moments we have and these amazing people and everybody else because I learn from everybody. 
And I just want to share my experience real quick um, about uh, all this about unity and other believers and this stuff because God has put me like into a place that I need, like, it wasn't optional. It wasn't like, okay, I don't like these people, I don't like this church, I'm going to go away, you know, I'm going to find another church. What? God was like, you stay here. And I'm like, why? Like, I don't even like this place. Like, I don't even think I'm... Yeah, exactly, our place, and I'm like, exactly, good, um, yeah. So I, I, am, I am from Hilton Head, Bluffton, and I go to a church there, and I come here also, but that's where I'm, like, serving, like, you know, mainly. And uh, God was like, because I have a purpose for your life there, so you better stay there, you know, and I'm like, okay, God, whatever you say, I don't like it, but I'm going to say, and he's been like, uh, we have a lot of different differences in in disagreements in non-essential beliefs. Like, they believe the same that I do, like the Bible, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God. But there are other stuff, like in the practice, like the way they, you put into practice what you believe, that they don't agree with me and they believe is wrong, you know? Like, for example, like, if they come here, they would say this church is um, charismatic, for example. And their denomination is non-denominational, too, which is funny. So... Um, I always talk to Justin and say, man, this is happening, like, I hate it, like, ah, you know, thanks God for Justin, and um, God has, like, what, what Kyle said today, like, we have to be willing to accept disagreement or for disagreement, um, because I was thinking, they are his children, he's using them, and they honor God in what they do, so why should I dishonor them, or why should I not respect them, or accept them as they are, or seeing them like below, lower than myself, or not trying to be with them. Um, I don't know why there are many denominations, honestly. Like, what if, like, aren't we one body, one church? Shouldn't be a church that is all denominations? For example, I mean, I know there are some essential belief that other denominations has uh, different, right? But what if God wants to do something new, like what Kyle is trying to to teach us, and he wants to, God wants to get rid of denominations. He just wants to have one body completely, you know? And what if there there's a point where Kyle keeps preaching what he's teaching, and different people from different backgrounds and denominations come here, and, you know, it's like, okay, now... Like God, Kyle saying something like, okay, now uh, I didn't bring a message. We're not even going to worship. Uh, we're just going to give the microphone to each, everybody, and they're going to speak whatever God is telling them. And we have a Baptist saying something. We have a charismatic saying something and a and the non-denominational saying something. Are we going to be like, oh, that's against the culture of this house? Uh, no. I, or like what he said, you know, like how to navigate the differences, you know, and grow together. Because at the end of the day, we're one family. So I think, like, what I'm just trying to say is, like, this is something that is honestly new, very new, as he said. I've been in different churches. I come from Venezuela, and I've been in Colombia, too, and over here. And I've been in different churches and, you know, different colors or tastes, tastes, or, like, you know, like. And um, this is very new to me. And I, I love it. I really want to get it, like, get it for myself, embrace it, and um, 
I think this is something that you know we should really appreciate because, as I said, I haven't really seen any place like what we're trying to get into, and that's something that could change a lot of things the way we have seen church forever. So, uh, something like that, yeah. Amen, man. Uh, just real quick. Yeah. Um, I say five, real five quick. Seconds. You know my real quick. But you know, like like what he was saying, it's like I, I do. The, I, I I try to practice this. It's like with other believers with different beliefs and all this stuff. It's like I just be like, bro, I don't care what you believe. You know how how different it is. How whatever. I don't I don't care. You know, it's all about Jesus. So how can we honor Him in this moment? How can I? How can we work together through our differences? So, <clears throat> thank you, Justin. Um, you know, going, going with all that said, going back to this idea of building a culture where we can trust each other to grow together. Um, <clears throat> you know, we're doing that really well on Wednesdays. It's really starting to happen a lot. You know, every Wednesday we get in the vein. We start to, like last week it was all about marriage, and the week before, I forget what it was, but there's always this, this seemingly flowing thread. So there's unity in this house for sure. But we can't get caught up in what happened last week <clears throat> um, or what God did through me yesterday. You know, testimony, praise, but there's so much more. And we'll never, we're never going to see all of it until the very end and the fulfilling of all things. So there should never be a stop to our strive. And um, I want to challenge everyone in this room tonight, <clears throat> no matter what happens with Relentless, with our weekend worship experience, with equipping nights, with whatever, let's bird dog it together. <laughs> right? Let, I mean, let's, let's, let's build a culture of trust here. Anybody got anything they, they want to share before we open up? I mean, it's what time is it? 7.45, so we got at least 15 minutes. Um, so we are going to have some prayer times. Anybody else got anything they want to share before we go into that? Do you got something? Yeah. The bird dogging is the anointing. It's the, it's, it is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so when that catches fire that anointing flows to everyone in the room and when the anointing flows to everyone in the room whether you are a beginner believer or a believer 15 years you go this way you don't stay here we've seen it in corporate prayer we've seen it in the prophetic movement I've seen it in my life, you've seen it in your, I mean, many of us have seen it in our life when we've gotten around the anointing and we've seen it transform in an atmosphere. And so it's not that everybody's got to dance. It might be that the Holy Spirit's talking to Justin through the dance, but he's talking to Marty through the knees. And he's talking to Jonathan through the shaking. And it's all going on at the same time because it's the flow of the anointing. And everybody is flowing in it. 
you one more thing that another example of it. You know, sometimes it does. It, it it doesn't happen every weekend, but sometimes, you know, again with our Holy Spirit led schedule. You know, five fifteen we'll pray, and then everyone gets in position at five thirty and everything like that. But sometimes, like I've noticed Marty do it. I've seen Michael do it. Um, seen Justin do it. Um, seen Rachel do it. But sometimes, like before the service even starts. I'll catch people up here just praying. Well, you know, you can come into agreement with that too, even though it hadn't started yet. Can you imagine, like, entering into worship out of a unified posture of prayer in the whole house rather than being led off the countdown? Like, those are the times with, if everyone's up here on their knees, it's the queue in the media booth. Right, don't start nothing because it's already started. I I, I want to challenge us. Don't don't do anything fake. But if you if you see that God is working in something, follow it. Right. You got you want something brief? Like I says, brief. Well, I ha- I do have like a segue into like the the prayer portion. Go ahead, I'll start. Um, but yeah, just like when, when just when you're in the atmosphere of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you know, just of this house, just pay attention to what the the Lord is leading you into, because you know, just being out here, you know, uh, just in the in the in the congregation, the, the Holy Spirit will just begin to just instruct you, you know sovereignly just as you're out there you know during worship during the teaching during the message you know there have been times where i would sit down during worship and i would write just be writing in my journal or just typing notes on my phone and then you know whoever just gets up and just starts speaking like just word for word you know of what was written you know so just pay attention to what you're being led into it's like oh you, you may have a scripture or a, a word just come into your mind just like allow the lord to just unravel that you know um so segue transition i don't know what that was but bless it lord into uh into the prayer night uh kathy can you can you bust out that shofar and give it a couple Now, just when she blows this, I just want you all to just stand and just lift your hands to the Lord and just uh, just believe the Lord for for breakthrough. And in the meantime, can I have uh, Rachel, Amy, uh, Allison, Michael, and Marty, and then when you're done, Kathy, also come up here.
Uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on up, Amy. If you, if you can. Um, just over here. So I saw this in, uh, oh, yes. Yes, Lord. He, ha, he. Thank you, Jesus. During, I saw this during worship on Saturday where a few people were just up here, and then the Lord stood in front of you, and the Lord anointed you. And, and the Lord was releasing you into a place, and I'm talking to all of you up here. And the Lord was just anointing you and releasing you to walk in the spirit and, and to prophesy and to live out the word of God in a, a greater way. And, and Lord, I just thank you for all these saints of God up here. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your anointing over them, Lord. I thank you that you just bring an increase and that you just just douse them with your oil of anointing with your with your your purpose and your calling over their life holy spirit i just thank you for an increase and i just declare that you will come into a greater recognition of your walk with god in the days ahead than the days behind you i, I declare to you that god's favor is upon you and the Holy Spirit is with you wherever you go and whatever you do. I declare that the breaker has gone before you and he has made a way for you in the name of Jesus. I declare that the, the anointing covers your mind, it covers your heart, and it flows down and it covers your feet and, and into the ground where you walk. There will be a fragrance of Jesus Christ and of the Holy Spirit wherever you go. I thank you, Lord, that their hearts are on fire for you. And the fire is unquenchable because it's not theirs, it's yours, God. Lord, I just thank you for, for these that you have chosen, for these that you have called up here today, Lord. And in the name of Jesus, I release you to prophesy in a greater measure and in a greater way and to release the word of the Lord. And I declare that the favor on your life, you'll bring breakthrough and favor on the lives of those that you touch. In the name of Jesus, do, you, do any of you have anything to share? Any, any of you have a word up here? I just want you to just step out and just trust the Lord uh, to speak a word right now. So, Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your word, Lord. Your word is, is powerful. Your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, Lord. I thank you that your light is going forth. Your light is breaking forth. Your light is illuminating the way in this place. I thank you for these mighty lions tonight, God. I, I declare that the lion is roaring over this house. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. I don't know if it's a word. So many times my flesh is telling me, you don't know where you're going. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're saying. But each time I just have this like blast of energy where the Lord's like, just keep following me. Just keep walking. Just keep following that path. I'm already clearing the path for you, so it doesn't matter. Just keep walking. Everything will be revealed to you in time. Just keep moving. Don't stop. 
sitting here and it seems at first I thought this is trivial, this doesn't mean anything, but I was just had my hands raised, listening and receiving and thanking God, and my face just started itching. I know that sounds crazy. And I wanted to, to, you know, remove my hands from praising, physically praising, and scratch. And the Holy Spirit, beware of the distractions when you're worshiping me. Beware of the distractions when you're walking in with me. So just, just that quick, some of the little, the littlest things <laughs> that you don't think mean anything, just listen, be open to the Holy Spirit just let, to speak to you through. Mine is more of a confirming word. Um, uh, I've been stepping out um, a little bit more boldly in um, some different areas of leadership. And um, uh, through that, it's, it, you know, whenever Lord reaches, makes you go in a different direction, get out of your comfort zone, it's a stretch. And it's an uncomfortable stretch. Um, but when he does it, it's really cool because then you get to watch what he does through that stretching. Um, but in the process, um, uh, a couple of words were released to me over the last couple of weeks, and they were all in that same vein of what you released tonight. So it's just more of a confirmation of where the Lord's really taking me personally um, and in the way that he's stretching I guess I'll go. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess there's a lot of things that I can say. Um, I'm just believing that this is to put out into the atmosphere now. Um, the Lord's really been talking to me very specifically about praise. Um, lately, very specifically, Relentless having a praise not. I don't know what y'all think about that. I mean, I'm just putting it into the atmosphere. And when I say praise, I don't mean worship. Worship is very different from praise. When you think worship, you know, you think slow, you think on your knees. Praise is dancing and shouting, much like Justin does, and that's where I get a lot of my breakthrough from because I deal with things like, I'll talk about it, past tense, depression, anxiety, things like that. So I get a lot of my breakthrough through praise, loud music, shouting. And um, see what y'all think about that. I mean, I'm all about some improv. Kyle's talking about spirit-led. I'm really feeling that. I'm really feeling relentless going in that direction. And I think Kyle is more than equipped with everything that he needs. I'm more than confident in him. He brought me and Justin to this place for a very specific reason. And I feel that we are very attached to Kyle in any decision that he makes. I think that he has stewarded everything that he's been given, every responsibility well. And I think that he's just going to see more and more increase in this place because of that. And um, just talking about being spirit-led, if we just do it, it's going to happen and it's going to be great. I think it was over there processing. Oh, we got some processors. Lord, I just thank you for uh, for tonight, Lord. I just thank you that uh, we're everybody just pray along with me and, and agree in this because we're we're in a time of prayer, Lord. We're we're working through love. We're working through unity, Lord. Give us more of your love. Fill us with more of your love, Lord. 
Lord, we agree with the unity of the Holy Spirit. We agree with the love of the Father so filling our hearts, so overflowing in us. Lord, I declare your love just overflowing every heart tonight. I thank you for your word just being released in everyone's spirit. I thank you for your confirmations going forth, Lord. I thank you for breakthrough into the new thing, for the increase, for the new season, for the new beginnings, for the new everything. I thank you for new expressions of Jesus Christ being released in every person in here, whether it's loving your family more, loving other people more, stepping out of your comfort zone more, loving yourself more. I declare that you are beautiful and you are worthy and, and, and God loves you beyond anything you can ever ask or imagine or think of. Father, we agree with moving and flowing with your Holy Spirit. Lord, show, show us all in here how we can move and flow with you. Lord, we all have an expression. We all have a way. Lord, open our eyes and our ears and our hearts and open all of our senses to know you more. You're the source of life. You're the source of it all, Jesus. So as Justin was praying, I heard very distinctly multiply. Multiplication, actually. And I said, Lord, what would he mean multiplication? And, and at first, he took me to the physical and how this room, when we started equipping night, was maybe 15 people. And it's multiplied. But then I said, well, Lord, is it just that things are going to multiply more? Multiplication is on the house in terms of physical bodies. And he said, no, spiritually multiplication. So that's where he's taken us, is there's going to be a spiritual multiplication, not just a physical multiplication of people coming to the house, but that the spirit within them will begin to multiply. So I got a picture for all of you guys. Um, so when he was talking about the anointing oil going from your head to your toes, I saw it filling your ears, like inside your earlobes. And so I want to rebuke the spirit of fear over all of you guys and the spirit of jealousy um, be, and just really speak unity over you because you're not in competition with the spirit. like. You guys are going to get amazing words from God, and do not be afraid to speak them. So, yes, the spirit of fear has to leave right now in Jesus' name. And you guys are powerful vessels to be used. So do not be afraid. Amen. I don't know if this is the time to do this or not, but Jenna, will you come up here? I just, I really feel like the Lord wants to love on you tonight. Can I pray for you? Okay, will you turn this way towards me? This is, no, this is the way this is. Hi. <laughs> and, uh, 
just feel how much he loves you right now in this moment. And I just feel like he wants to give you fresh fire, a fresh burning fire for him. I thank you, Lord God, for your fire. I thank you for your presence in Jenna's life. And we ask you for more, Lord God. We ask you to fill her up to overflowing, God, as she pours out for so many, God. I just pray right now, Lord God, that as she has emptied herself and over and over again, that your Holy Spirit, God, would just come and flow through every part of her being, Lord, from the top of her head to the tip of her toes, God. We thank you for your great love for her. And I declare burning, burning. She is a burning one for you, Lord God. She is a torch for you, Lord God. She is a torch and she touches people and they light when she touches them, Lord God. I thank you for the fire of God in her. I thank you, Lord, for the, the water of the Holy Spirit that is flowing and out of her belly will flow rivers of living water and I call them forth now I call them forth now as she opens her mouth God the spirit of God will fill her mouth Lord God and the words that come out will be words of wisdom and words of love and edification Lord God and joy and hope and peace Father I thank you Lord God for the rivers flowing right now in her belly God I bless her in the name of Jesus I bless Bless her in her spiritual gifting, Lord God. I thank you for everything that you have deposited in her and what you are continually doing, Lord. I thank you, God, for this mighty woman of God. And I declare more, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord God. We thank you for this one, God. We thank you for the purpose and the plans of God in her life. And we, we just... Uh, Agree, Lord God, with those purposes, Lord, in her life. And we say yes, Lord, to those. And we thank you, God. We thank you for your leading of the Holy Spirit, Lord. And, Lord, any place that she is questioning or may have doubts, Lord God, we just ask for clarification, Lord. We ask you, Lord, just that, you're, that you would speak to her, Lord, about the, the things that she's uh, questioning. If she has any questions, Lord, whatsoever, I pray, God, that you or if she's needing to direction on any level, God. I pray that you would speak to her clearly, Lord, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would, that she would just know that she knows that she knows, Lord, all that you are saying to her. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bless her, God. Amen. I hope it was on. Anyone else got anything? Okay. I just want to offer a word of encouragement. As I've been standing up here listening and just throughout the service, I just keep hearing the word encouragement. And I don't know what everybody's going through, but God knows what you're going through. You are not alone. And um, I have felt extremely just weighty this week, just very, very heavily um, I, I can't even describe um, the, the, just the weight of everything that has been going on, just the spiritual realm 
and um, I have realized the Lord um, revealed it to me today that um, there's just heavy discouragement and um, to just lift everyone up and he put a list of people on my heart today and I just put that out to people to just be encouraged and the Lord gave me scriptures and he just encouraged me to do that as a as a body as as a to unify us to just be encouraged in the Holy Spirit and and um The scripture that comes to mind is Esther 4.14. For such a time as this, we have been called into this season and to just step into it and walk it out boldly in the name of Jesus. Amen. If Jonathan, I saw the Lord just lift you up and the, the heart at the heart of God just flows out to you right now. And um, I just declare over you that the Lord is relieving you of, of weariness uh, and the Lord is blowing the dust off of you and, and the Lord is just lifting you up where you may have felt like you've been walking in the wilderness in a dry place even though things are going on around you the Lord is just lead, he's led you tonight to an oasis in the desert and I just declare that the wellspring of life is being uncapped in your life is being opened up inside of you and it's going to start flowing outside of you in a greater way I declare that the breath of the Holy Spirit is entering into you right now and he is breathing new life into you in a new way and the Lord is just blowing out the, the old dust that had just settled from from a, a past season and 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 just from from discouragement and disappointment I just declare the encouragement I just encourage you I speak encouragement into your heart in the name of Jesus I, I, I speak edification I speak building up I declare that the Lord is building you up into the thing that you've dreamed about I declare that you're entering into a season where the Lord is showing you the, the manifestation of your dreams and that they they weren't just a figment of your imagination but it was the, the plans of God for your life I declare that the Lord is releasing you into your dreams and, and in Jesus name I break discouragement I break the the voice of the enemy I break uh, the 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 doubts that the enemy has put just placed in your life so strategically and I, I just bind the assignment of the enemy and I declare that it failed the plans of the enemy have failed I declare that you are a battle axe for the Lord that you go forth and you start breaking through you start tearing down and the word of the Lord becomes a hammer inside of your life and the Lord is just going to start breaking down walls through you you're going to be like such a man of demolition in the spirit that no enemy no plan of hell the gate of hell will not stand in front of you it will crumble at your feet in Jesus Jesus name amen um, <clears throat> Joshua I feel like um, I keep hearing that you are going to be walking into a greater level of leadership and influence and God is saying embrace it don't doubt it because he's calling you to something something greater and something deeper. Does that resonate with you at all? Yeah. <laughs> can can the men can the men of the room go over and lay hands on Joshua and we just come into agreement with prayer? 
Michael, can you lead this one? Heavenly Father, we come humbly before you. Lord, you have great plans, great plans for Jonathan. Please, Lord, guide his path. Guide his path, Lord. God, you've already begun speaking to him. You're already guiding his path. And this is just a confirmation of what you have for him. Lord, so we thank you for Joshua. You thank you for bringing him to this place. Thank you for his family. Thank you for the mighty man he's going to become. Thank you for any, any distractions that do come his way, Lord. They just come off him like water off a, duck, a duck's back. Lord, he just... He just is just just a soldier for you, Lord. Just a soldier for you. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, I just come into agreement with that. And I just speak over Joshua right now that he would receive whatever you're telling him and that he would not doubt who he is with what you're calling him to walk into, Lord. He is a great man. He is a solid man. He, he is a man who loves you, God. He is a man who's going to lead his home well. And I just speak right now that he would not um, doubt that for a second and embrace all that you have for him in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Aiden, you got anything God's been showing you or telling you? You don't remember? That's a, any anything. Just think for a second. Has God shown you anything? Just say it. It's okay. That's that's okay. That's okay. Well, Lord, I just um, pray over Aiden right now that whatever you're showing him, um, bring it to his memory for him, and remind him that he is good and that he is strong, and that he is smart, and that he is going to do amazing things in this world for you, Lord. Amen. 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 Uh, Chelsea, real quick. Um, you know, your, your time's coming. I see the Lord just developing such a, a foundation of hearing from him just in your alone time at home. And, and the Lord is just building up just just something that you know like like when the lord releases you it's like you know like racehorses behind the the line you know and then the gun shoots and then the door opens and bam it's like you're just gone but you know it's like you know i just see you just you're just moving and, and, and crossing so many so many uh thing so many walls and boundaries 
before, but God is just getting ready to just release you, and you're going to be like a racehorse that's unstoppable. Your 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 endurance and your stamina aren't going to let go. It's not going to stop, but you're gonna you're gonna run faster than the old horses, just like Elijah outran the horses on foot. You're gonna outrun the horses, but you're gonna have that kind of spiritual strength and stamina in Jesus' name. Anybody got anything else before we close out? Yeah, you got something? When you guys were standing over here and Justin was praying, well, before he started praying, I saw a beautiful picture. Uh, really, it was like, if I, 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 I want to say like, we all were like in a boat, like years before Christ, like like kind of picture that in, in your mind. Um, we were like in, in this ship of, made of wood and it had like a um, roof and like we were kind of like making like, I don't know what's the name, like a flag or something that, you know, you put so the, the ship moves with the power. Yeah, through uh, the wind, like, you know, yeah, the sail. So like the people was like happily just letting it down and setting it all um, up so the wind can just push the, the ship and it was like, I don't know if you have seen like in Italy there is like a, a mug, a mount, mountain of rock that goes to the uh, shore and has like a hole and it's on the water but it has like a hole and like I saw like a big mountain like a, like made of rock and they had like a tunnel like a, a hole like a gate through the mountain and like we were just going through it and the wind was flo- uh, just blowing but it was so peaceful and like you could hear the wind and feel it and the temperature was awesome and like the people was like expecting you know like what was going to happen and or, like expecting for like future and promises of God I want to say but after the gate like I could see through there was like uh, like you know o- the ocean you know the ocean and you can see like there was uh, like they were following like a road they were following a road and keep going their their trip in the boat in the water so that was pretty cool like I don't know it, it was awesome and when Justin started praying I saw him like the leader of a army and you were like you know like before they start fighting with someone like the leader says and we're gonna be there and they're like oh and then like and we're gonna do it for the king and everybody's like for the king you know so I saw you like empowering people and you literally right there transformed like into like a modern uh like a modern person you know like 21st century to like a while back ago with wood and stuff like this like dude it was super cool man but i don't know i received that lord hallelujah amen anybody else got anything they want to share real quick i'm sorry (laughs) that's that's the thing i'm sorry real quick i see your, your 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 smile uh, I just saw uh, Devin, the Lord told me not to forget about you, that he's given you night vision and, and visions in the night like Daniel, and that uh, you're going to have night vision, and you're going to be able to just see through the darkness, see through people's darkness, and just see the light. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. As people leave, do you, do you pray it out? How do you want this done?
Can we give God praise tonight? Come on, let's give God some praise. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And everyone just say yes. Yes. Amen. 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 Love you guys. Hope I see you either tomorrow or this weekend. It's been a great night, hasn't it?